the only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. One of my favorite movies is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's Gleason and Draper here, Drive Guys. And I've always thought, wow, it'd be great to be an archaeologist and you're digging and you're looking for something (laughs) and then you find it. And I feel like Indiana Jones today, Kyle Draper, because I found it. I found what I've been looking for. I found my holy grail here. I found irrefutable proof <laughs> that Brock Purdy is more than, as some would say, not to point fingers, but <laughs> an Uber driver. And it's <laughs> hey, he'll get you from point A to it's point a, B. It's a it's a great feeling, and I know this is a, this debate has raged on for weeks not months, and I know it will probably continue to rage on, although to anybody who's listening, um, you know, this is it. This is the definitive answer right here. Would you like to hear it? I I would love to. What you got for me? I've got this. Brock Purdy against the Cowboys through four touchdown passes. Okay. Well, big deal. That's good. scheme, right? It's a scheme. Scheme thing. Uh, Purdy became the first player to throw four touchdown passes outside of the pocket in a single game since 2014. And that's the start of the next-gen era. Next-gen stats is a lot of the advanced stats about how fast guys go. And anyway, they started keeping track of those in 2014. So since they started that, Purdy's the first player to throw four touchdowns outside of the pocket in a single game. Okay, well, that's good, right? That's good. Been... Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's solid. Great stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that all you got? No, we're, we're getting there, though. We're getting there. <laughs> Purdy completed 7 of 10 passes over 10 air yards. 7 of 10 passes over 10 air yards. Not rack or yak. 10 air yards for 166 yards, three touchdowns. Brock Purdy leads the NFL in completion percentage on such passes this season. So on passes thrown more than 10 air yards, he's completing 72.1% of them. 72.1%. (laughs) 10 air yards. Here's the thing as far as the four touchdowns outside of the uh, tackle box, outside of the pocket. Brock Purdy told Peter King, quote, they were definitely not by design. But you're just playing football, and you feel the push, and you go, and you just make the play, end quote. And there it is, Kyle. (laughs) This wasn't scheme. This wasn't something Kyle Shanahan drew up. Kyle Shanahan drew up the plays. But in each of those touchdown passes, Brock Purdy went outside the pocket, not by design, but because he is an instinctual quarterback who does what needs to be done to make the plays downfield with the highest completion percentage in the league on passes of 10 or more air yards. That is not an Uber driver. That is an outstanding, excellent playmaking quarterback. See, but what, you're welcome. What, no, no, I'm not giving you that. I'm not. I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. And I'm not letting Brock Purdy stands or fans or what do you you ever want to call him. Look at the throws. Sure, that's seven out of ten air yards or whatever it is. No, that's exactly what it is. Don't but guys try are to wide open. It. Guys are wide open. He had the one throw. He led Ayuk across the middle. I thought that was tremendous. And the first touchdown pass to George Kittle on the scramble, rolling to his right, nice ball. But outside of that, don't give me air yards when guys are running free across the middle of the field and deep. Like, 
I this is what I'm talking about, Brock Purdy. Sure, the numbers say one thing, but I'm about the eye test. I'm old school. Forget next-gen stats. I know NFL nerd stats, you know, nerds want to, oh, see, I pulled this stat. I dug out. You know what? Look at the eye test when Mm. I watch the games, the number of wide-open receivers that the Niners have. And so you said yesterday, my friend, Mm -hmm. you had Josh Allen and Brock Purdy right around the same category. You said So you don't think Josh Allen in this system? There wouldn't even be a question. We wouldn't even be discussing the quarterback position and doubting Brock Purdy. If they had Josh Allen, maybe not, but that's because Josh Allen has that pedigree. He was a high pick. So people assume he's going to be good. And some people just have a hard time accepting that Brock Purdy is as good as he is because wait, he was the last player pick. That doesn't make sense. Therefore there must be something wrong with it. And I'm going to find something wrong with it, even though I haven't been able to find anything yet. He's, he's done great. He's played well in the regular season had the one good playoff game. Uh, but when you look at the other guys we compare him to, shoot, I compare him to Jalen Hurts, who you say he's better than. Jalen Hurts made a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy didn't. Jalen Hurts was a top five MVP candidate last season. Brock Purdy wasn't. And so I Get need Brock Purdy's resume to be a little bit longer. You know, Brock Purdy is that kid fresh out of college, got straight A's, and and you want me to hand over to Fortune 500 company when I got other guys who have proven running other companies that they're good or even better than Brock Purdy. You want me to take a chance and say, you know what, Brock Purdy's this top five quarterback. No, excuse me, Whitey. I need to see some more before I hand my Fortune 500 company over to this fresh-faced kid out of college. Sure, your college resume, your part-time job at Taco Bell was great, Brock Purdy, but we're talking about the big boys now. So talk to me in the postseason when you have to go against a Jalen Hurts, when you have to maybe in the Super Bowl have to stand across a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen. That's what I – forget these next-gen stats, Whitey. They're regular season stats. So what? But that's the point, is that this fresh-faced kid just out of college, they had to hand over to him the keys to the Fortune 500 company because they didn't have anybody else. And he has brought this company (laughs) uh, to the threshold of greatness. Like like I said before. It would have been understandable if he didn't because he's a kid. Um, and I don't think you need to be smirched the good people who, who have part-time jobs, you know, slinging tacos. No, I, I love Taco I, yeah, Bell. I, Big I fan. One right kidding. around the corner from yeah, my house. But this kid's like, we had no choice. He's going to be the guy. And wow, we're better than we were before he was the quarterback. We didn't anticipate that, but it's a fact. Next-gen stat or not. Let me ask you this, though. They are a better team now since Brock Purdy's taken over. But could we also attribute that to the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey? Well, sure, it's a it's a it, it, it pretty team. much happened at the same exact time. I think they had one game with CMC. They lost that first game, but since then, and that's when Brock Purdy took over. They they've been rolling, and so I could argue that CMC is the biggest reason why the Niners are where they are, and not Brock Purdy. Except that Brock Purdy threw his four touchdown passes outside the tackle box. That was not part of the design. Christian McCaffrey is a great player. He could be the MVP. He had nothing to do with that. And I think you're missing the point. This was something that Brock Purdy 
it was improvisation. So it wasn't just, I am a robot. Give me the script. The guy is running wide open. open. Dude, all he has to do is take three steps to the right, and he's out of the pocket. Sometimes he does. And guys are wide open is what I'm saying. But sometimes he does more than that. I need to see Brock Purdy's uh, touchdown passes from this last game against the Cowboys. How many were wide open? Come on now. All the Kittles pretty much were. Kittles' first one, I thought it was a great read. He's rolling the right. Well delivered. You want him ball. to throw into double coverage? No. You want him to make bad. But that's throws? what I'm saying. Brock Purdy is taking advantage of of the system and the talent around mm-hmm. him, and yes. so of but course he's going to have these next gen numbers yes. because he's the only one that's been in this system with these weapons. Don't compare him to what Jimmy G did. You're, Jimmy D didn't mm-hmm. have CMC as a running back. You're missing the point, though, on the next-gen numbers. In this Just case, keep going he back to these numbers. Outside Stats are for of, losers. Because they proved so that you're he saying Jimmy G couldn't outside get outside the pocket. The system. Jimmy not G like couldn't uh, give Jimmy G this offense with CMC. The reason why guys are running uh, because the Cowboys keyed on Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was 1A, 1B, and 1C in their scouting report, and they did a hell of a job, but that opened up other guys. You make it sound like Christian McCaffrey is behind Brock Purdy and like taking his arm like on his passes like you do when you're teaching someone how to play golf, you know, and you put your arms <laughs> around him and bring the club back, or when you got a little kid and you teach him how to swing a bat. All right, here you go, Brock. I'm going to pull your arm back, and here we go. Now we're going to throw it. There you go. I did that, Christian McCaffrey. Come on. But you make a great point. We just don't know what's going to happen. Greatness for a quarterback is all about, at least to a degree, some longevity. It's just that right now he's some so longevity. Far out of the game. He is at it. He looks great. It's hard to imagine that anyone could do this. And some people who maybe don't have the imagination of others, they're having a hard time accepting it. That's all. As my on. guy Dan Orlovsky said on ESPN today, you throw Mac Jones in this offense. He's just as good as Brock Purdy. You know why he said that? Why he explained why he said that. Why he, said he said he meant to say Mac Jones is better than people think. He didn't mean it as a slight. No, it's not a slight to Brock. No, yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. What he was saying. Mac Jones no, would look a whole lot better in this system, in this offense. And that's what I'm, you put Brock Purdy on the Patriots. Would, how would the Patriots be doing right now with Brock Purdy as quarterback? How many? What they be? <laughs> Five and oh. <laughs> I, I mean, they might have lost one of those. They might have lost a Cowboy game. Oh, they might have lost one. that one. Four right. and one. Although so, he's really good against and, the And Cowboys. that's no knock against Brock Purdy because I, I made the analogy to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard doesn't become Kawhi if he doesn't go to San Antonio. Brock Purdy doesn't become who he is if he goes to New England or somewhere else, uh-huh. you know, with uh, not as many weapons and uh, not as good of an offensive coordinator, an offensive play caller like Kyle Shanahan. I think that it's important for a quarterback to not throw the ball to the other team. Brock Purdy has no interceptions this year. How many does Jalen Hurts have? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. Some Yahoo in the chat said four. I, I don't know. Some 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 uh, Niners fan uh, <laughs> said four. Uh, but wait, haven't they only played five? He's got four interceptions in five games. He's not playing well right now. I, I'll be honest. He's not playing well. Okay. But his that resume like is better than Brock Purdy's. Um, he well, went to I mean, the Super, to Bowl. Super Bowl. That's why it's you play oranges, to though. win the game. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts has won on a bigger stage than Brock it's Purdy. It's not just apples and oranges. It's like books and shoes. 
I mean, Brock Purdy has only played. Oh, man, you, you must be you on a Purdy play. Game. Hey, you must be on a Purdy play, uh, payroll. You know, you you must be part of the family. He this can't is ridiculous. Have people on his payroll. He's still actually not making <laughs> exactly. that much money, and he's paying rent. <laughs> He's, he's sharing an rent. apartment with, uh, with <laughs> one of the That 900000 in San Francisco yeah. doesn't go that far, I'm telling you. I know we like to you know, have fun with each other. We yeah. take a quick break here. But I'll, I just thought it was very interesting that he told Peter King those plays when I was out of the pocket. It's not by design. And I just think we need to keep that in mind when we evaluate. He's not just standing there, slant, route, throw, first down, what's no, next, Kyle? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uber driver, 10-2. I am and a two. robot. He's ten and two. He's safe. He doesn't make mistakes. That's and that's what you want from your quarterback. I get it, but let's not doubt what Jalen Hurts is or Josh Allen. You're putting them ahead of guys who have longer resumes than Brock Purdy and more interceptions. Both those guys <laughs> compared to Brock, they do. Uh, the Cowboys should be worried about more than George Kittle's T-shirt. Back with that. As the conversation continues, drive guys sackdowns. Look at this, Cal Draper. You say, oh, don't get love on a chat. And here you got it from Garrett Young. Love you, Drapes. Now, I'm not going to read all the other ones, but, you know, because some 49er fans don't see no, the quarterback situation the way you see it. But there you have uh, some love for you right no, there. No, well, Whitey, you can't do that. You got to go back in the YouTube chat. Garrett Young is the same guy that said Jalen Hurts four interceptions this season. <laughs> so to love you, Drapes, isn't Drapes, you're my guy. I love you. You're right, man. No, it's Drapes, you're talking out of your you're talking out of pocket right now. That's so like what that is. You on the head yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. So uh you get me fired up on Brock Purdy. You know, he's a good player. He's playing great. I'm not trying to take away from Brock Purdy. He looks great. He's doing everything asked of him. But don't come up with some next-gen stats that says he's the first player in NFL history to do it. And and then it, it makes it sound like he's, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's a good quarterback. Talk to me week 13 when you have to go up against a real team. I think you're missing the point, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the first guy to throw four outside the pocket since 2014. And when he was asked about it, he said that was not planned. That was not, uh, of drawn, not part he of the He had to let scheme. us know that, right? He, was he had at, to was... let us know that. I'm sure, Brock. I'm yeah. Sure. So you went at Peter King says, hey, is that planned? He's supposed to go, I have no comment. And, uh, you know, the coach draws up the play. I try to execute him. You know, next question. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Rich joins us from Roseville. Rich, you're on with the Drive Guys. How are you today? Hey, thank you for taking my call. I'm good. Thank you. What's uh, up? I just want to comment on this Brock Purdy thing. Uh, you guys, Brock Purdy, he's the real deal. I mean, he. You guys are talking about these passes and numbers. I mean, what about the blocking? The Niners have three new offensive linemen. I mean, that takes a lot to get. Uh, to get that organized, and then all at the same time, he has these like the pressure coming out of him. I mean, Michael Parsons, your guys' comparison to uh, Taylor Lawrence Taylor is a joke. That guy is not even the same size as Lawrence Taylor, he's hella skinny, and he got blown up by Kittle. I mean, the Niners are gonna are are set to walk in the Super Bowl, walk out with the uh, the trophy this year. And if you guys can't see that, that's crazy. Now, so now, only- who's your team? Who, who are you a fan of? Which team are you a fan of? I think of? we know who he's a fan of. I'm a Niners fan. Oh, exactly. <laughs> see, come I on. Also got, I also got to say shout out to Bill Walsh because he still owns the NFL. 
Okay. All right. All Thank right. Thank you, Rich. Rich, I appreciate, I appreciate that, that, man. Yeah. Good call, Rich. Good I, I, I hear fan. your passion. But what your is this fan. if you guys can't see that? Who- if you, I know. Whitey, if you can't see that, he's lumping you <laughs> in with on, me, Rich. right? Yeah. Hey, man, we're the drive guys. We fit together. The good fight. The good 49er fight here. Uh, Iggy uh, Touchin says uh, drapes being a wet blanket. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Because, All right, we need that. You know, you know the, the thing is. And I get it, Niners fans. You're excited. First time since 2019. Your favorites to win the Super Bowl. I get it. But how you play in October doesn't dictate how you'll play in January and February. And I will say this. When you're looking at this Niners schedule, it is soft like Charmin. They're going to catch a break this week again. Probably no Deshaun Watson. The following week, no Justin Jefferson. I mean, so really, the first time that they'll face a real team, and I'm talking a real contender because I thought Dallas was, but Dallas, to Rich's point, they're soft. The The line play is terrible. But the first time that the Niners will face a real team, and they aren't even playing that well right now, is October 29th against the Bengals. I want to see how they do the stretch with the Bengals, Jaguars, Win, Buccaneers win win you know, at Seattle win at Philly. I like the chances. I like the chances. <laughs> they not ready for that. Like they not the ready for week thirteen. Man, I just hope the Eagles hold up their end of the bargain. Can you imagine two undefeated would teams be going into that matchup? I honestly think, as you broke down the schedule, one of the things I was thinking was that right now, if you're the Eagles or the Niners. Your schedule's going to be easy because you're way better than just about everybody else, especially because you're not playing as many AFC games. Don't Ooh. you agree? What? If you're the Eagles and the Niners, you're going to have easy schedules because you're just right now way better than everybody else. So, relatively speaking, your schedule's going to look who of the but Eagles the Eagles' play? schedule is tough. It's it's about to get tougher as well. When you look at it, I'm pulling it up right now. They play that AFC East division. Sure, the Patriots, you know, aren't that good. They played the Vikings. All right, not that good. Buccaneers, eh, Rams. So they got the Finns. But then they got the Finns. Uh-huh. Commanders, they should be. Cowboys, they should be. They but barely beat the think Commanders. Think about this gauntlet. At Chiefs. Home against the Bills. Home against the Niners. At Dallas. At Seattle. I could argue that's the five toughest stretch of games out of anybody. You don't like need you're to. I'm playing, not going to argue yeah, with you. That's, that's a tough schedule. But I'll just point out, you say the 49ers, their schedule's been easy. Washington almost beat the Eagles. Uh, almost is not. That doesn't count. This isn't horseshoes, no, but Whitey. The 49ers, you're going to say 49ers haven't played anybody. They've destroyed everybody they've played. They've demolished everyone they've played. And I'm not arguing that. But you've said it on this show before. It's scary that the Eagles are undefeated and they aren't even – in mid-season form yet. Like, they, they aren't even hitting their stride just yet. Mm-hmm. And so, wait till week 13. Nice. <laughs> wait till week 13. <laughs> wait till the NFC really Championship game at the Lincoln Philly. That's what's so scary. The Eagles are keeping pace with the Niners. The Niners are like that team, like like in NCAA basketball. They're 29-0. They're UNLV from the early 90s. And then the Eagles are Duke in the national championship. UNLV ran through everybody. But that one time they got punched in the mouth and somebody stood up to them. Duke, they lost. 339 1140 1 800 920 1140. Cameron joins us. 
The drive guys. What's, What's up, Cameron? Up, guys? Hey. I, I had to chime in a little bit, man. Please. And so, I, so obviously, without talking about hypothetical, sports talk wouldn't be fun at all. Well, the Niners are firing on all cylinders. Yes. And you're talking about the Phillies are getting it together. So, hypothetically, they may not. So, to put Philly in the same class as the Niners right now is a little silly. I think it's irresponsible. As far as, as, far, as, far as Brock Purdy goes, you put every quarterback in the NFL in a vacuum, he's going to rise to the top. And the reason being is because he spent four years in college, he's highly coachable, he has no ego, he listens to his coach. What else do you want from your quarterback? If that's not the best criteria to mold into what you want, I don't know what else to tell you. And as far as Jeffrey, every team you listed, Philly's going to play – Niners either have played or are going to play. And if you're scared of Kansas City, you have no point being there anyway. If you're going to be the top, you shouldn't fear nothing. I'm not. Nobody's the afraid. Niners, hey, hold up. Nobody's afraid of Kansas City. Oh, you think we're actually afraid of Kansas City? We should have beat them in the Super Bowl last year. The Eagles should've. were the better yep, team right. last year. They let that you one go. You should have. Uh, 100%. No, absolutely. You almost let it go against Washington as well. So you got a lot of times you almost gave it away. I, I can't see Philly even the, – the, the Niners are going to do to Philly what they did to Dallas. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> there we go. Down, get my oh, there it is. I'm done, man. Down. I'm done. Yeah. Call of the day. Get my name. Get my number. Thank you, Cameron. No, no, you call me back next time. You call me. Thank you, Cam. Please, can I get some objective Niners fans here? No, that these guys are bleeding red and gold. Come on, man. They they're sleeping in their Niners onesie. This guy had a Montana jersey growing up. I need objective Niners fans to call in and talk to me. Let's keep it real. Pump the brakes just a little bit. I said, how you play in October is not how you necessarily are going to be playing. Necessarily. In January and but February. I'd rather be playing like this in October than the way the Niners have played the last couple of Octobers. 339-1140, We'll get back to the phones. we got to tell you what Debo had to say about the Cowboys today, <laughs> too. Uh, when we come right back, Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. Has Monty put together? Pardon me. Question is, you know, Simone keeps playing this highlight of this crazy thing that happened yesterday with the Phillies. What What was it? What, what happened? I have not. You know what? We the got our one in Atlanta. We got our one. <laughs> We got our one. And the announcers go, I've never seen anything. I know. That's what I was explaining to Jay. I was like, I I feel like I've seen that kind of double play. Why are they, like, sensationalizing this? And it was pretty cool, but nothing we haven't not seen before. Huh. Not in the game. Well, right that, that happened to the Phillies. That was the Phillies, right? Yeah, that's right. it was Phillies. Okay. That, yeah. That's what happened. That's all right. Yeah. Take your shots now. Yeah. Take your shots no, now. I'm asking the question. No, I, I think I, it was, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Maybe you're curious. Where's Bryce Harper going? Hey, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Come on back here. Yeah. You're right, though. I, honestly, I mean, they got one in Atlanta. They got one in Atlanta. Uh-huh. We're good. Yeah. 339 uh, 1-800-920-1140. TC has been hanging on. Oh, my guy. T- TC's right? on my side. Yeah, and the, I know you said, oh, there's people coming after me. And, and you, you know what you're doing. You've done this a long time. But we got a lot of Niner fans that are like, Drapes is killing me, but I, I love you, Drapes. So even Niner fans. <laughs> they they know. Behind, they yeah. know. They DC, know. you're on with the drive guys. What's up? What's up? What's up, Drapes? What's up, Whitey? Hey. <laughs> hey, I got a few points, man. You just got to be humble as a Niner fan, bro. We just got to, you know, everything is quick and they got to win it all. But at the same time, I'm not going to get on here and say you're going to dominate this and that because the Eagles won last year. You know what I'm saying? Well, Drapes, I mean, Brock got knocked out. 
it is what it is, bro. But they high rolling. Hey, if they keep doing what they doing, we doing right now, for sure we finna be hosting that Lombardi. That's all I got to say. Other than that, the Kings, on the other hand, that's what I really called about. Look, I respect what Mike Brown is doing. Everybody losing their mind about Sasha. Sasha got to earn his role, bro. He's not finna come jump nobody. Uh, up jump nobody spot or none of that, bro. You get in where you fit in. You had a nice game, but uh, get ready for the NBA and and, and establish yourself, bro. You're not going to come in here and jump nobody. You got to prove that you can play on both sides of the floor, bro. King fans, don't lose your mind over that, bro. Mike <laughs> is running the type shit, and he knows what he's doing, bro. You finna earn your role. And if you're not, bro, you're going to be on the bench. Simple as that. You're not finna just come in and play 30 minutes. No, it don't work that Appreciate way. Appreciate that, TC. Thank you, TC. Yeah, bringing us back to something we were hoping to get back to. Uh, big news today after King's practice. And I think we have some sound of Mike Brown here. This was Mike Brown after practice talking about how Sasha might be part of the second unit, might be tomorrow night in Anaheim, part of the uh, – he might be part of the third unit. Mike Brown. Let's get to – Sorry. Mike, do we have some Mike Brown? Well, we'll get to it in just a second here. Yeah. Uh, Mike Brown. Sorry, we're having some, some technical issues. Technical difficulties. Yeah, this was Mike Brown today after practice uh, talking about uh, which rotation or which unit, actually, uh, that Sasha may be playing with. He, he's, you know, he, he played well for us offensively uh, against Toronto, and uh, he's getting better. Uh, and again, like I said, we're, we're just taking a look at different combinations. We may throw Sasha in with the second five and Dorte with the third five. You know, we there's the only thing that may not happen is I don't think I'll mess with the starting five, but the second and the third five uh, can change it at, at any time. But Sasha, uh, again, showed some of his versatility on the offensive end uh, of the floor for us that uh, people will expect to see come this year. Yeah, so he's not defending well, but hey, you know, offensively, eh, okay, okay, okay. But Coach Brown, um, Sasha's going to be part of the rotation when yeah. the season starts, isn't he? I don't know if he will be or not. Uh, he's just got to keep fighting his behind off and getting better every every opportunity that he gets, whether it's in practice and shoot around and or in the game. There you go. There um, you go. Some surprising, as you even you said, some surprising news today out of Kansas. Yeah, a little surprising, right? I, I thought, you know, Sasha was a lock for for at least the second unit. You know, he he might not be in the rotation right now at practice today. He practiced with the third unit, which means he, right now he's not in the top ten. And I, I hear what TC is saying, our last caller, and I hear what Mike Brown is saying as well. We know to earn playing time on this team, if you play defense, you'll get time. And I, I think, you know, what we saw from Sasha the other day against Toronto, he he has some work to do team defensively, you know? And so I, I think Mike Brown is sending him a message, and I want to see how he responds, you know? I would argue that Sasha probably hasn't been asked to play defense the way Mike Brown is going to, you know, like that's crucial to Mike Brown. And so I want to see how he responds tomorrow against the Lakers. But make no mistake, Kings fans, we're talking right now on October 10th. By November 10th, by December 10th, Sasha will be in the rotation. You don't send the whole Kings contingent over across the pond to Greece to go see this guy and convince him to come just to be some 12th man on your bench. 
they have big plans for Sasha, and that includes, in my opinion, being part of the rotation, maybe even starting towards the end of the season. But but I, I wouldn't be concerned right now if I'm a Kings fan. I don't think that they will put him in the rotation no matter what. I mean, I would expect that he will respond to this challenge. I know Frankie, we had Frankie on earlier. Frankie Cardicelli, Brendan Nunes with some great coverage of the situation here with uh, Sasha at SactownSports.com. But Frankie said that Mike Brown talked today about how Sasha was giving up middle too much. So, And I'm sure he was. If he doesn't respond to this, I don't think they're going to go, oh, well, we tried. I mean, I, I remember a couple of years ago when Wiseman was a rookie. You know, Wiseman was terrible defensively. Yeah. And Steve Kerr initially was like, yeah, you know, we're not going to play him until he defends. Then they decided, well, he's the number one pick or for them, what was his second pick? Second overall, We're going to yeah. play. we got to play him. And so he never really established that defensive foundation. They played him anyway, and it didn't work. Now, Sasha's much more mature, I know. My point is, I don't think they're going to put him in the rotation regardless of how he defends. I would expect that he will respond to this and play better defensively, but I think he's going to have to, or he's he's going to be on the outside looking in until he does. Really? Do you really think that, Whitey? And yes. His, yes. You know, if he doesn't improve defensively or get to where Mike Brown wasn't, wants him to be, that he won't be in the rotation? Like, that would be, as a Kings fan, the most disheartening thing. This was our prize offseason. He was the prize. And so you bring him here, and you're telling me there's a possibility he won't be in the rotation? Well, in my opinion, they're not asking him to do that much. They know he's not going to be a great defender. I think they're just asking him, hey, you got to at least – adhere to these basic mm. principles and then if you you get you know if there's a blow by or you can't hang with some of these guys you've never played against guys this good we understand that but you can't just stand there and act like you you're not really interested then you're not going to play i that, don't think they're asking him to do that much yeah yeah and that's to your point they're not asking him to go out there and become marcus Locked smart or drew lockdown yeah. or anything yeah, like that it's, it's probably basic concepts basic defensive principles yes, things that i'm uh, sure they've worked on yeah. it's like hey right. that's not what we should right you. exactly because it would be extremely disappointed if sasha's not because when you look at this roster sure keegan murray's going to make the leap but your big offseason move the move you hope will uh, carry you deeper into the postseason was convincing the EuroLeague mvp to come over here and so, as great as Sasha is offensively, he can't help you when he's on the bench. And so, his way to get on the floor, according to Mike Brown and, and, and others, is, all right, we need you to step up your defense. And so, I think it's early, obviously, in camp. What are we, a week and a half in, into camp? It's not even two weeks into camp. And so, I, I think it's Mike Brown early on sending him a message, and I do believe that within the next month, Sasha will be a part of the sure. rotation. I yeah. would think so. Yeah. Yeah. You agree, though, that, I mean, we're not sure exactly what it is Mike Brown saw, but I don't think they're asking him to make a major adjustment. Just like, look, these are some defensive basics that you right. got to adhere to. I, I agree with it. You can't play right. if you're not going to do these basic things. And what Mike Brown is doing is not only challenging Sasha, he's trying to position this team and franchise yes. in the best possible to win a championship. We're not talking about making the playoffs again. We're not talking about tomorrow's game against the Lakers or Seas. For the big picture, if the Kings are going to be the best version of themselves, I think Sasha has to be on the floor. How does he get on the floor? Improve his defense. Well, isn't this a big part of it, Kyle? You got Coach Brown since last year talking about we got to be better defensively. We've got to be more physical. Mm -hmm. We have to be. Then you bring a guy over 
And if he's not doing those things that you've been preaching to the team, what kind of message do you send if you're like, yeah, well, he's not doing it, but he's still going to play. But you guys have to do it. You can't right. have that. Right, right. You can't you have that. You just can't right. have that. And, and the same thing that Mike Brown is saying to Sasha, the way he's being critical behind the scenes or on, you know, with the media, he does it to De'Aaron Fox. He does it to Domas. He does it to, he does it to, does it to me. <laughs> says, I got to, you know, slide my feet a little better uh, defensively from the film he watched. But no, is you know, how many times did he um, – I guess, challenge Keegan in the press last season about, you know, becoming a oh, better yeah. rebounder, let's say, a better defender. And so this is Mike Brown's way of challenging Sasha to get better in that area when it comes to defense. You ready for some more 49er talk? Because you know we, we have, have to. Top of the hour. T- man, they're wearing the me out, man. They're wearing me out, you man. These Niner fans. Yeah, and they <laughs> worry out. Uh, Emil and Nate from Return of the Empire. They're going to join us. Get ready for their like that. show, Top of the Hour. That's next here as we uh, head down the home stretch here. Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. This was uh, comical today. Uh, Debo Samuel's reaction to what Micah Parsons said. Because Micah Parsons was upset about George Kittle's t shirt. Bleep Dallas and Micah Parsons says, oh, well, next time it, it, he made it personal. And Debo was told about that today. And he said, it was personal Sunday. They don't want any <laughs> part of us. Uh, this is Gleason uh, Draper here to drive guys. And as we get ready to make our way uh, into the night here, uh, Kyle, as you know, Return of the Empire is coming up with Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield. And they join us here to up, further Bellas? take hey. you to task over <laughs> your... Short-sighted Brock Purdy and 49er takes. Yeah, I want to hear it from them. Yeah, wait. Uh, uh, what, so what? What's your deal with Brock? You're just not sold on him yet. You know, <laughs> sorry, I'm coming. You've been listening right? the last six months, Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My deal is I, Niners fans, uh-huh. calm down a little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. It, you know, just just pump the brakes just a little bit. This comparison to Montana, Whitey's saying he's on the same, uh, he's uh, at par as Josh Allen. He's as good of a quarterback as Josh Allen. He's better than Jalen Hurts. Sure, he's playing extremely well right now, but you're talking about guys who have accomplished something. Jalen Hurts led that Eagles team to the Super Bowl, something Brock Purdy did not, mind you. I wonder why. No, (laughs) because the Eagles laid the smackdown on him. No, because he lost his elbow. Because the Eagles laid the smackdown. There's oh if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt oh. then I, well there's a reason why he got hurt. What if hurt? What yeah, if hurts yeah. got hurt? Okay, all right, we could we could chill. We we got Just this calm here. We don't want a double team. We calm don't want a double team. No. Or no, triple team. I'm, I'm used to it though. I I get it. You know, I live in Niners Nation. I get that fans. You know, we're excited. They're five and zero. They look great. But my point with Brock Purdy is. Let's not put him in the category of Montana just yet. That's right. Montana earned his reputation not in October, but in January in Super Bowls. That's yeah. where Joe Montana That's earned right. his reputation. So we're anointing Brock Purdy, this great uh, quarterback, and saying he's a top five QB. He's awesome. I need to see it on the biggest of stages. And one other point regarding Brock Purdy, when you look at their schedule, their schedule has been kind of weak. Let's keep oh, it for real. Sure, for this sure. schedule sure, has sure. been weak. Sure, and yeah. we won't know this week. Well, yeah. even though Cleveland, I think, has a good defense. Cleveland's defense is good. If they win that game, great. But their real first test maybe against Cincinnati. I want to see Brock Purdy when they have to go at Seattle, at Philly, back-to-back. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, and then Seattle year. again. You know, and, and, and With broken ribs. Yeah, yeah. 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 
So uh, that, that's all. That's yeah. it. No, that's uh, I'm not, fair. I'm not anointing him this, you know, uh, a top five quarterback in the league just can yet. I, can I, I tell you guys what I what started the conversation? Because sure. I, I just felt that I, I'd seen a stat, and it was, you know, uh, readily available, um, that really undercuts this notion that Brock Purdy is the system quarterback and, and the fact that he threw against Dallas four touchdown passes outside the tackle box. Mm-hmm. That's the most in a game since 2014. And when he was asked about it, Brock Purdy said uh, they were definitely not by design. So it's like, okay, well, there you go. You see, he's not just he made some a plays. system quarterback. Yeah. Wait, the Kittle he's one? making plays. Wasn't by design? Oh, uh, well, the getting outside the pocket. Oh, getting outside the yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah he okay, wasn't okay. supposed to get outside that's the pocket. What, okay. That, yeah, okay. That, that's yeah. what he said. So there you go. Yeah. He's not just, you know, he's not dink and dunk. quarterback. He's not exactly. dink and dunk. No, he's definitely not yeah. dink and dunk. My, my point, guys, is this. And Dan Orlovsky made it, and I know he sort of, you know, oh, took it back uh, a little bit. Oh, God. He said, <laughs> you throw Mac Jones in this offense, oh, God. he's as good as per- – if you throw – I even think if you throw Dak Prescott in this offense, Dak looks – a million times I, better. You know what? I agree with that. Not Mac, though. I think Mac not is kind of Mac. Mac's Dak, kind of hit, hit the wall. That's Dak, <laughs> wow. Dak, not Mac. That was the most dad <laughs> joke ever, Whitey. Oh, um, I so for me personally, I've been a diehard 49ers fan my whole life. Been watching, you know, like maybe a shorter life than some people. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! But uh, is that a shot? Is that? A I'm shot? just saying. I'm not. I haven't. I haven't been through it all. I've seen the Niners be pretty good for the most part. This is the best Niners team I've ever seen. I've ever watched. And I don't. How far do you go back? I go back to about 2010. Hey, yeah. Nobody's arguing. I know. Like, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, if you I'm were saying. like, "Oh, I go back to 93, 94, no. 95," then I'd be like, "Ooh." No. So <laughs> I'm. I'm saying. I'm excited. I get why people are excited about Dave. Brock. This quarterback. The Niners have in that span of time. The Niners haven't had a quarterback that slings it like him. No, no quarterback has done it for the Niners. Jimmy has it. Kaepernick didn't. Alex didn't. Brian Hoyer didn't. C.J. Beathard. Nick Mullins. Go down the list. This is exciting for Niners fans. This is you don't see the ball move like this. This is I I I was hearing you talk about earlier like those short passes how it shouldn't count for yards in the air. You know what I mean? Where they're they're throwing like a, a ten yard slant that goes to the house or whatever. No, I didn't say that. You no, say I didn't like say that? that. No, I'm saying, you know, the the passes, those things, guys are running wide open. Yeah. Like, the guys are running wide open. And I said earlier that you could uh, look at the uh, Niners' success and not just trace it back to Brock Purdy, the CMC trade. Yeah. That's, you know, I think CMC oh, yeah. is more oh, sure. responsible. And let's not compare him to Jimmy Garoppolo or Colin Kaepernick or all these other quarterbacks because they didn't have – what the Niners have right. This but, Niners sure. for the first time in, in Nate's uh, lifetime. <laughs> they're, short they're short, they, they have a complete roster. Yeah, they yeah. are a complete team. Yeah. I love the way when uh, Nate said, I haven't been around as long as some people, and he looked at me. He's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> but Brock Purdy leads the NFL <laughs> in completion percentage on passes 10 air yards or longer, yes. 72.1%, which again, you mentioned Emil Dink and Dunk. It's just proof positive that if you're think, thinking that he's a system quarterback Dink and Dunker, you're just wrong because that's just if not he, what's if, going on. If you on. put him on New England, 
He's, he'll have more success than Mac Jones. Okay. No, no. Yes, oh, yes he yeah. would. No. Yes, he would. No. Uh, yes, Mac he would. Jones because had a great rookie season. New England ruined him last year with Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator last year. True. Mac Jones is a talent. Mac Jones just needs to go elsewhere I, because it's, it's – I, I think Mac Jones is more, more – wait, more, wait, 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 wait. You disagree that I Brock disagree. Purdy's better than Mac I, Jones? I say really? Brock Purdy is in a better system oh than gosh. Mac Jones. But you oh think Mac gosh. Jones There's is, a reason why Mac Jones was a first-round pick and Brock Purdy wasn't. Yeah, because uh, – Years of tape. Come on. Come on. This is ridiculous. This is is. what I'm talking about. Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but don't tell me you take any of these other young quarterbacks and throw them in this system with this talent around them, and they can't be successful. (laughs) Trey Lance never played with CMC. Well, you said it was a system. No, CMC, and, and I just said talent around him. CMC makes such a big difference, guys. We got they, they have more weapons than they've had since you know the, the mid nineties. Like yeah, this sure. is the best yeah, roster. I agree. I agree. That's, that's true. I totally that's, that's true. Yeah, uh, but we saw we saw a little chunk with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? With uh, CMC, right? Correct. One game, yeah. right? Yeah. Was it? Was no, it only one game? Yeah, it was I think it was the one game, game, right? The Rams game, part of that Dolphins game. And then Emil, correct me. Was there not one more? I mean, let me look oh, at it. I see now. Won you, the Rams game, and then they lost shoot. the Chiefs game. I right? will say right now, confidently, Brock is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, no, but here's the thing. Oh, yeah. And to yeah. Jimmy's, uh, you, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo did play more games, but you look at Jimmy's numbers with CMC. Yeah, they were pretty damn good too. They were pretty good. Oh, I think you only threw one interception in those three and a half games you're talking about. Jimmy's not making the plays that Brock Purdy's making. I agree. I'm, I'm, Jimmy, being, I'm being completely honest. He's when not I physically see, capable of When it. I Correct. see Brock back up in the pocket and get ready to launch, I'm not nervous anymore. Yeah. Jimmy, I was nervous about. Exactly what Nate's saying right yeah. there. Gotcha. Uh, Kyle, we're back tomorrow. Yeah. Are we? What we got to go? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just getting started. What do you guys have coming up today <laughs> on Return of the Empire? Yeah, Return of the Empire. We're back on another episode. It's time to talk Dallas and, you know, laugh now, laugh later. That's what we're going to do here on this show today. <laughs> uh, a lot of words exchanged between Devo and, and uh, Micah Parsons and then obviously previewing week six with the Browns. Could this be the week they slip up? You never know. I mean, the Browns are a tough defense, but without, you know, Without Deshaun Watson, I don't think so. Return of the Empire, Emil and Nate. Got you next right here, Sackdown Sports.